waiting to just surprise me. This is everybody's favorite podcast host, which is not RJ. So that's all that really matters because that's all you have to do to be everyone's favorite podcast host. Um, so neither Will or RJ are here with me today, but that doesn't mean the show can't go on and actually probably be better. Um, I have some uh, some awesome guests with me today. Um, friend of the show and repeat uh, you know, guest is Mr. Eric Pabone. Hello, hello. And uh, i got another gentleman who I am so excited to have on the show. I've wanted to have him on the show forever. Since I started, he was one of the first guests I thought about wanting to have on this show. Um, and that's Mr. Tony. I don't know. Do you still go by Rage or just Tony Rodriguez? No, you can call me Rage. That's fine. I just yeah, don't Tony? know. I don't know what you want to have me. <laughs> oh, dude. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. You just I've, I've, I've been following you forever, man. Like I'm like, God, it'd be so cool to have Tony on the show. Tony, so, what you got to understand about these guys is they love Hispanic dudes who play guitar and yeah. skateboard. Fuck yeah. That's man. why I'm here. I mean, and, well, and I'm yeah. from Miami, so I'm part, I'm like Spanish adjacent. Yeah, that counts. If you're from Miami. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, born yeah. and raised. And and speaking of, of people who are born and raised places, but now live somewhere else, but uh, Tony, I heard you got some good news this week. Oh, yeah. I was like, what is he talking about? Um, yeah, dude, um, this past Tuesday, I had my naturalization ceremony, so I am officially uh, an American citizen after living here for 19 years. Uh, so Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Fucking America, bro. <laughs> America! Fuck yeah! C- congratulations, man. You picked the best time. You I, picked I, the best time to yeah. become one of us. Yeah. Well, that, that was the thing. I was just sitting there and I was like, wait. It's either now or never. <laughs> they, America needs me. Yeah, no, you got in right before the uh, the wall came down, man. <laughs> oh. no, it was uh, great, man. And then, like the and, and this is kind of funny, like don't, coming back, going back to the you call me the Rage or Rodriguez. Here's the here's here's something that I can actually announce. This is an exclusive for this podcast. Oh, shit. Because I haven't even announced this on on Facebook or anywhere, uh, yeah. I actually changed my last name during this whole uh, this whole thing. Did uh, you really? Yeah. When you do the application for citizenship, you have an option to change your name. So um, my last name is Rod or was Rodriguez, which is my birth name from my birth father, whom I don't have a relationship with, and uh, my dad, who's my my technically my stepdad uh he's been with us since i was five years old and he's the reason why i'm here he's the reason why i have the, had the educa- education that i had the you know, things that i had so his last name is monjet and i went and changed my name to tony monjet and uh it was today where i revealed to him because this is such a i'm see i'm like long story but long story short it was my mom's birthday today we went out for, for lunch and i showed my dad the uh naturalization certificate and that's what the first time he got to read it. He was reading it, and then he read my name, and, he, and then he just got super emotional there. And I have that's it all. So I have it all on uh, on video. <laughs> that's so fucking cool, man! That's like, amazing. I just got goosebumps, like his shit. Yeah. You make me cry <laughs> right out of the gate, Tony. Jesus. <laughs> so now I'm just making it more complicated because now it's like Tony with an I, but my last name is Monjiat. He's like, how do you spell that? It's like M O N G G I A T. So this is making it more complicated for everybody. So yeah, you can just call me Tony Rage, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Rage Rodriguez Monjet. <laughs> it's, it's like um, 
What what is it like? Um, a lot of Hispanic women keep the last name too, like the maiden name and yeah. the the first name. So like now they like have like six names. By the yeah. Time oh yeah. Done. <laughs> we yeah we're we're known for having many many names yeah. for sure. Well, it makes it easier now for me just having. I mean, I still have my middle name, but like just the first and last, you know, let's just use that. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm happy with. That's okay. Tom's always going to be drunky the bear to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know I shouldn't say that, but that's how I was introduced to him. Yeah. No, I was too. Yeah. No, I, 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 I grew out of that though. I just thought it was kind of a funny thing. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, all three of us um, are longtime BDMs or, or, or subscribers to Tom and Dan's podcast. I don't subscribe time. to those guys. I get it for you, free. <laughs> Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't really get it and, free. They they use you. Well, yeah. Tony's a, Tony's no, a, on the personal friend level. No, I, I no. I mean, like, I get it. Like on the black market, I don't. They don't give me the free pass. I go. I went out of my oh. way and found how to download it illegally. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, a bold I, move, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I hope you like go in the studio and you just tell them that, like, look dead in their face. Oh, yeah. No, I told them one time. <laughs> Like I found, I found, figure out how to get it for free. Suckers. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's like me with everything else. Like they're they're like one of the only things I actually pay to subscribe to. <laughs> like <laughs> other than that, like I will torrent download everything. Is that like, still a thing? That's not a thing anymore, right? What torrents? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Is it live and strong? Yeah, you just got to know where to look. I mean, like the pirate bay and shit died down, really. But I got a, I got a bunch of sites. If you ever need anything, you know. Well, no, that's the thing. Boy. Like, I just like don't feel like I, I need anything ever. You know. Uh, there's some like deep cut movies that you're not gonna find on a streaming service. Like what? <laughs> like, all right, I got one for you. The Super, starring Joe Pesci. This movie is impossible to find because they only released this shit on VHS and that was it. There was no DVD. There was no nothing. Do you have it? I have the VHS. Okay, let me see if I can find it. I'm, and I'm, I still have a VCR. Goal, we're on the show and see if I can find it. It's a kind of a deep cut Joe Pesci movie. Not a lot of people saw it. It was 90s, super 90s. And the premise is just that like his father owned this apartment building in the hood and passed it down to him. And he grows a conscience, like he wants to take care of these people. But he was raised to be kind of, you know, like a miser. So, super funny movie, man. I love God, that. We should. I love that you mentioned that you have a VCR. A VCR, very proud. Oh, that shit works like the day it was made, son. Now, like... I found a Val Kilmer movie <laughs> called The Super. <laughs> no, see, you're never gonna find this. Which is a man becomes a superintendent of a large New York City apartment building where people mysteriously go missing. No, that's that's a different that's a different uh That's not the right super. It's not the right superman. Uh I, I, I this is my right goal. Superman. I will find this movie for you cuz I I'm good at this kind of stuff. Um well like the movie for example Big Trouble that we're about to do. You can't really stream it anywhere without paying like a like a ton of money for a movie that you really shouldn't need to pay for. Yeah, I never even heard of that movie before you uh you oh, brought I it up. It. I think I think you're really going to enjoy it. I don't even know if you watched it yet, but I, I have not. I when have you not. do get around to it, you'll enjoy it. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So, Tony, man, what is new in your world? I see. I see a lot of content <laughs> from you that I'm really digging into, uh, especially when it comes to skateboarding. You yeah, are uh, you are a very very good skateboarder, <laughs> and I say yes. that I say that as a lifelong fan of skateboarders. I was and and Joseph as well is a uh, a past skateboarder. 
So I know good skateboarding when I see it. And uh, you got the goods, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm trying, you know, like... I'm getting up in age. I'm going to be 40 here in a couple of years. And, and skateboarding was something that I started doing when I was like 11 years old. You know, I got my first, I used to just like steal my brother's skateboard um, when we were kids. And then eventually, I think it was like uh, Christmas 92, I got my, my Christmas complete. And then from then on, it was just like nonstop. So I grew up in South America, like skateboarding. I was, uh, I had a couple of sponsors uh, and then I ended up moving here. In 2001, trying to, like, legit, like, my goal when I moved here was to play punk rock and to be a professional skateboarder. That was it. That's fucking my, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I skated for a little bit and then, uh, I, I got, uh, my, let's just say my, my, my ex-wife wasn't a big fan of me skating all the time. And, uh, and I just ended up quitting. And then I didn't pick it up until like six, like six years later or something like that. And that's kind of when I really got back into it. And then recently, I just kind of made a decision as I noticed that I was starting to get a little better and better and better. Um, and uh, I also didn't have like the full time job that I had before. And I, you know, I was doing like, full time photography and things like that. So I had the time to go and skate. And uh, I, I decided to start a vlog. Uh, even though I was one of those guys that used to make fun of vloggers, I'm like, it's, it's stupid. Like, why are you fucking walking around talking to a camera? And then, and then here I am, you know, becoming the, this guy as well. And I actually enjoy it. And it's a cool way to, to look at the progress that I've had in the past year and a half that I've been doing the vlog, you know, and it also teaches me how to do video and just create content in general. Dude, you know? your videos are amazing, man. I keep seeing them. I'm like, first of all, I'm like, how is he doing this at this age? And how does he look so good at this age? Like, <laughs> I, I don't mean to come on you in any kind of weird way, but you are an attractive man. I'm like, keep how? talking. I'm like, how is you, you two, the yeah. two of you. Oh my goodness. Yeah, keep I feel like, I, I feel like I'm in the best like Oreo sandwich right now. Like, it's like, a I didn't know it was going to be that kind of podcast. Of wow. Handsome men. But I like it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank no, you. No, yeah, I you, the production quality on your stuff is really yeah. good, man. It's um, and and I'll you know, it's easy to make fun of vlogs and things like that. But for somebody like me, who I think we're around the same age, um, and getting back into skateboarding after so many years of not doing it, it's nice to have a resource like that because Absolutely. uh, you know, you had a you had a video about um, you know, tips for beginners, yep. and even as someone who's experienced in skateboarding, I'm a beginner again, man. It didn't matter that I was decent when I was younger. You go five, six, seven, eight, you know, double digit years not doing it. And it's like, oh shit, I'm starting from scratch. So, you know, I'm looking at stuff like that. I'm looking at, what do I need to bring with me in my backpack when I go to the skate park? It's been so long since I've had like a, a system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh shit, I should, I probably should bring a, a skate tool and a first aid kit, and you know, I'll at this age now, so I can like sit down my fucking <laughs> sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, stuff, bring stuff my, like that, that. Yeah, bring my insulin and bring my, <laughs> you know, some paint and some some uh, ibuprofen. Ibuprofen is huge, bro. I bought uh, insoles oh, because yeah. uh, again, I'm now at an age where I'm I'm dealing with stuff like man i don't have enough arch support man, you know what like, i mean from like 14 to 19 skating was my life that's like all i did man and it seems like it was longer than five years but like i just went hard for those five years 
all through high school and college in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami is Miami is a big skate town. It's always been. but there's no parks there. It's all just like street skating. Right. There's a lot of skaters that came out of Florida back in like and they still actually there still are very good professional skaters that just come out of Florida. Like I didn't realize it until recently. Like a lot of the skaters that I liked, like uh, Andrew Reynolds, which was one of my oh, favorite yeah, skaters. Yeah. He's from Lakeland. He's from down the street. Yeah. Oh, and wow, I, I didn't yeah, know that. And I actually, uh, one of my old co-workers, she, she found out that I, was, that I was a skateboarder, and she asked me, hey, did you know who Andrew Reynolds is? I'm like, yeah, I like Dell. He said, oh, yeah, he's my brother-in-law, or whatever. And it was like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, I think Jamie Thomas is from here somewhere. And there's, like, skater of the, uh, like, Jamie Foy, who was, like, skater of the year a couple of years ago. But those, all, all those guys are, from, like, from here, from Florida. It's crazy. That is pretty crazy, man. My my whole experience with skateboarding was that I moved to California when I was in middle school, and I had my like Nash skateboard, like this piece of shit, you know, uh, early '90s like old school skateboard that I brought with me. And my neighbor gave me, you know, a new school deck, like a blind deck, mm-hmm. which was life changing because I was yeah. like, oh my god, this thing is so easy to ride in comparison to this like two foot wide piece of plywood that I was pushing before him and uh, yeah middle school and, and getting ready to go up into into high school in California everybody skateboarded man it was like weird if you didn't yeah. where in California so, was oh it was Temecula oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah so it was just that's what you did every day and I did it so much and I got so good at that age that you know we had the local shop and they sponsored me and yep. you that's, same thing happened to me I got a yeah, local yeah. sponsor I get free shoes free decks but we're also talking about like this is 20 years ago so i pick yeah. up a skateboard now expecting for things to happen and oh uh, god it's terrible i need like an extra eight plies now <laughs> My girl <will> snap. <laughs> it's just not it's just not there the way it was man you have to relearn everything Dude, I remember when um the girl team like cause girl skateboards back in the day. That's my favorite company too. Yeah, it's but still they kicking. they came down they came down to like my neighborhood and they were filming the mouse video because the oh um, my god the public library like where I like right by my house was like where they did a bunch of scenes and like I got a free deck from Mike Carroll and like no that was way. Like, wow yeah like like um I was like dude like that was my favorite skateboarder from that point on and like I fucking only ran girl boards forever dude. like that's the only boards I ever used. My Kara, man, like one of my favorite. I, I like uh, back in like '93, uh, Plan B came out with virtual reality. And this yep. is obviously before Girl. You know, that's when they left. I think Plan B to to start. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's how it went down. I that's think, that's but, yeah, that's what happened. Because um, it was '90s, probably '95, '96 yeah. when I when I met them. So it was like yeah, like Rick Howard and, and yep. My Kara, and, all those guys. Like, and, and, and that's like Costin. to this day is my favorite video. Is that virtual reality? Man. Michael has always been on the first videos. That's so, that's so awesome, dude. And Mouse, that's such a legendary video. Dude, and like he's the king of flip tricks too. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because kids like, today like see him and they're like, "What's so special about him?" Like, dude, you just don't get it. Like, like the way like, he skates. I, bu- I went out and had I had his DC Cosmo shoes like before, like when he was still on DC. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, I like I I eBay searched those shoes all the time trying to find a pair because like I want a pair of those again. Like those are my my favorite shoes I ever had. I do that with um, the uh, the Saul Barbier uh, S23, uh, yes. like the twenty, the ones with the twenty three on the heel. Yeah, yep. it's hard to find. I think the the best like actual skating skate show I ever had though were the Globe Chet Force. Oh my god! Oh, those are nice. Yeah, those are huge. Dude, like they were huge, but they like are so comfortable. 
Like, them big ass pillow shoes, man. I, I remember think it was those. The, the tongue was like part of the like the inner sock, so like yeah. it didn't have like a separate tongue. It just was all one piece. <laughs> That's it. Man. I don't really have like a favorite anything because like I grew, you know, I was getting in South America, so like it was limited the amount of things that you could get. And even even though we had skate shops, um, it, it was very expensive to buy things like that, like shoes and stuff. Like anything that was imported like that, it was just very expensive. Yeah. So. Uh, even though, like, I I wrote for the skate shop, I had um, they were my sponsor for a couple of years. I for a little while, for a very little while, I wrote for Reef. Remember Reef when oh, Reef uh, was making yeah. shoes, and then that kind of fell through. And uh, and for a very little amount of time, I was it was like a local uh, clothing uh, apparel company. But even even at the writing for the shop, like we will get boards and things like that and like, wheels here and there. But it wasn't like here, you know, here uh, you get you, you get more support. Like the skate shops, like basically you do like a brand new board every month, or maybe a couple boards every month. Over there, it was mm-hmm. like you had to like bring proof that your board is all messed up. Like <laughs> yeah. Have, yeah, and the guy would be like, okay, like you know, you're not breaking them on purpose, right? Like it was like that kind of thing because like, he didn't want to give shit away from for, for free, you know. But um, yeah. so it was kind of limited, you know. Even when I travel here, like he like he gave me like one board, and I was like, dude, I'm going to the states, I'm going to film and stuff. He just gave me like one board, and it was, I had to like beg him to give me this one board. But it was still we cool. Had a, you know, uh, a shop at the Dayland Mall, and they were like super. The guy who owned it was like super fucking cool, and mm-hmm. like he would like he would like let us borrow these like expensive cameras and shit he had to go film, and we'd go like skate like UM and FIU and downtown, and like all over Miami. Um, like UM was one of my favorite places to skate ever, man. But the police there were crazy, so you had to like you had to like duck all the time and take off running. Ah. So Joseph, when are you getting a board, brother? When are we come, I let's know, do this. Man. I need to do, I need to just get myself another board. But like, I got to find a good girl board. Yeah, Dude, you can you get guys, them. You can get them. Do you guys like uh cur- like a uh, concave boards or flat boards? I like like flat mellow boards. I would, yeah. Like your deck, like I know some people like real, real fuck, like real, real concave. But I was always a flat, like the flatter the deck, the yeah. better. I don't, I like, like me, I like wide. medium concave, but I like mellow tails or mellow kicks. Yeah, that does. Like I'm really kind hot. of in the same school as you. It's got to be somewhere in the middle, yeah. because like I said, I, I started with these these flat like '80s, you know, old school boards, and and you get too concave and it feels weird. Yeah, I also it's like, like those scooped frets, wide. man. Like I just can't yeah. play them. <laughs> I want the board like wide, wide too. So like my entire foot could almost fit on it <laughs> if I wanted to. Uh, See, are I, you standard or standard or goofy? I'm goofy. I'm goofy oh, too. Goofy too. Oh, nice. So are you right-handed and goofy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Me too. People think that's weird. I don't think that's weird at all. I think that's the way it's supposed to be. I don't. know. Yeah, I mean, it made sense to me. Like, but growing up, like everyone's like, "Oh, what, what are you, what are you doing, man?" And then, like, um, I I could push off with either front or back foot, so either like standard or mongo. Oh yeah, I can't see. Like, I do switch mongo. I can't push regular when I'm going switch. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That was one of those things. I can, but I couldn't sta- skate standard at all. Like, I would, it would fuck me up so bad if I tried to like flip my feet around. Uh, I hope that people but, listening to this to this understand what we're talking about. Oh no! So you're talking about mangoes and yeah, what the? What it's is gonna that? be like one of the most popular episodes because we're talking. To, <laughs> now, um, Tony, Tony, you mentioned uh, a skate clothing apparel company, and I find that funny because 
uh, you've had your hand in the skate apparel uh, business recently. We talk a little bit about your brand. Yeah, um, well, that's something that I've always I've always wanted to have some sort of skateboarding related company. You know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, my friends and I used to like take old boards and like and cut them with like uh, saw saws or whatever, like, skill saws, and cut them to like the the, the shapes, you know, we'll make them skinny. We'll take, we'll take like those nine inch, 10 inch boards and cut them to like seven, seven fives and things like that. Yeah. And we'll like spray paint them and we came up with a logo and it was like, it would use like our first initials and I was like a little company or whatever. But that was only like, we only use those boards and like nobody else did that. Um, but I always wanted to have some, I mean, they were horrible. I mean, this is like kids cutting boards, you know, uh, all crooked and shit. What is this? Yeah. We we built our own ramps and shit. And like, like, they were always the worst thing ever. Yeah. They were like super sharp edges, like, or square edges. (laughs) Horrible. They were horrible. Uh, but I've always wanted to have some sort of skate related company. So I wanted to do wheels for a while, but then I never really did my homework and felt like I would need some sort of capital to like really do that. So then I, I felt like the next, good best thing would be an apparel company it'd be something that it's easy and then something that i can use like my create creativity to like come up with ads and come up with logos and things like, and graphics and things like that yeah so that's what well, I, I know an artist if you ever need an artist uh please oh, yeah, yeah. i really don't know any in town like all the guys in town suck yeah so, i know a, i know a guy but he's hard to get hold of him yeah no i would i would Carroll? uh Yo, that's it. <laughs> Joe Terra. That's he's, the guy. He's, he's the only good one. I know. Oh, <laughs> damn. Uh. No, I'm just kidding. I know, dude. I, it, it's like, that's the thing. Like, I want to do. Uh, so, anyway, so, but, uh, hold on. So, I started a, a uh, um, an apparel brand called Stay Young SB. Uh, and it's basically kind of uh, targeted to myself and to guys like you that, have, that love skateboarding and did it for. You know, forever, and uh, you kind of feel like you know how a lot of people feel like, oh, I can't go back and do that because I'm old now. Well, I, we kind of want to say that's bullshit. That you can always do the things that you love doing. Doesn't matter how old you are. So that's kind of like the model of the of the brand. Um, so yeah, so that's what I've been doing. And you know, my one of my ideas is to collaborate with local artists and other people, friends of mine, and things like that. So we're actually going to be doing. I know you mentioned Tom and Dan at the beginning of the show. Uh, Right now, we're working on a Tom and Dan uh, collaboration, so that's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, that that's, should be the next one, the next graphic coming, it should be a Tom and Dan collaboration. Nice, nice, nice. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I to yeah. get some stuff. <laughs> yeah, the designs I've seen so far are, are, are super rad. Um, yeah, I know a guy who could probably do a, a design for you too, Tony. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, man, absolutely. I would love to. Come on, I would, I, I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, I would love to work with you too. So yeah, we're gonna have to yeah. chat about. It. Like, I don't want to design any of my own pedals anymore. Like, I'm like, I just want to give Eric the reins and say, go <laughs> for it. <laughs> What's no? That'd be is, super fun. Yeah. I was thinking about you earlier today, Tony, because I was reading my book when I was like, I brought my truck to the dealership to get the um, like the uh, oil change and stuff, mm-hmm. and um. I had a book with me, and when I opened my book up, I noticed that like the uh, the what's that thing, the paper mark, the book bookmark, the book um, w- was actually was actually your pedal with the dog on it in the plaid. Oh no way! 
Yeah, like I, I had it. Hold on, I'm going to take a picture and send it to the group so you can see. It was in the book today, and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, what the timing? That's awesome. That's serendipitous right there, man. I love... Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I love... I have three of your pedals, and seriously, like, there's so much fun to play with. Because, like, it literally opened up... Like, I, you, like, it's stuff that I wanted and never had, so now that I have it, it's, it's, it, it gets, they get used a lot. And then nice. the way they look is just... I love them. And I was like, I actually have one of the ones before you started putting graphics on it. Um, yeah. It, it's just like the blank pedal. Oh, yeah, look at it now. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I noticed that earlier. I was like, oh, like, that's, like, that's Tony's dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, as soon as you, dude, I'm not even kidding. As soon as you said that, my dog just walked in the room. Come here, buddy. Oh, hell yeah. Just don't take him to the beach. <laughs> no. He's actually hurt right now. But no, oh, so like, um, yeah, I have like a blank pedal, and then you wrote with like, um, Sharpie. Paint pen? Like, yeah, like the something. paint markers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have one of the okay. OG pedals. Yeah, every time I see them floating around, because it's weird, I'll go into like local guitar centers, and they'll have some of them in there. And it's like a weirdest, like, it's the weirdest thing when I see something like, especially the older handmade ones, like, the, well, they're mm-hmm. all handmade, but the older, like, hand-arted ones, um, it's, it's, it's odd. Um, I do um, these just surprise me ones that uh, that Eric helped me with the art on, and uh, I got to get one of those to you also. No, that'd be that'd be awesome. Be I love I love every every single one of them. I I use them. I I, I started like a like a pedal chain, and seriously, like it's so much so much fun to play them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that I, that's the artwork he made for our, for our show. It's like us as Futurama people. Um, I'm Bender because I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> that is insanely good. I actually don't yeah. even understand how you, because like one, it was like one day you're like posting pedals with the sharpies on it, and then suddenly you have all these pedals with like some sick graphics on. I don't even know how you get those on the on the pedals. I I discovered this stuff called water slide decal. It's like a basically like a like a a decal paper. That like when you put it in water, it releases, and then like it'll you can slide it off the paper and onto anything, and then I clear coat over it to make it like permanent. Um, oh, but I wasn't done with skateboarding yet though. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. hey man, listen, Dude, I, I have nothing. Like but I time. love talking to people who love skateboarding. Um, are hey, you guys more? So I was gonna say, at a certain point, you need to allow me to go get a beer. Oh like, fuck it! I, I love talking to you guys, but I also enjoy it. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Anytime you want, we'll just keep talking, and you grab a beer, and yeah. we'll come right back in. Like this isn't. We don't have like the fancy format where we take like the commercial breaks and shit. Yeah, mostly because nobody wants to give us money. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is uh, brought to you by Stay Young SB. StayYoungSB.com. Did you shit? There you shit. go. And, and like my pedals. And like my pedals. Oh, if we're doing plugs. Early. Oh wait, I have no, you know. No, 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 no that we're was just do commercial plugs, break. Not just early. Oh, we're okay. gonna do plugs early and often. Okay. <laughs> well, so go ahead, Eric. Also brought to you by the third best artist in Orlando. <laughs> not Joe, the best. Joel Carroll. <laughs> Joe Carroll. Brought to you by Joe Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> but what? Sorry, I feel like I cut you off. You had like a skateboarding question. Oh no, I was gonna say um. Like, what's your favorite type of skating? Like, do you prefer, like, street skating, gaps, uh, rails, like, grinds, uh, parks? I mean, what do you like the best? So, it's changed from, you know, growing up. I grew up in a big city, 
right, in Caracas, Venezuela. And uh, we didn't really have parks. There were very, very few parks, and they were kind of far away from from everything. So, but then again, like I'm in a huge city with lots of plazas and lots of um, marble and lots of stairs and gaps and all kinds of things. And there's also lots of public transportation. You know, like we have subways, we have buses, cars. Um, so we were pretty much like a hundred percent streetscapes. Um, so yeah, so it was basically you would go um, and meet up at this one plaza called Mercedes Plaza, and that was like the mecca of skateboarding in the city. So that's where everybody everybody would meet. You could either skate there all day, or we would just go and go hit these other plazas around town. So then I moved here, and like now that I'm an older guy, and honestly, because I like before I wasn't before I was a citizen. Um, I was always afraid of getting in trouble. So I was like, I don't want to go out skate street and like, get in trouble with the cops and then suddenly that's going to affect my, my, you know, like immigration yeah. status or whatever. I don't know. You know? So I've been, I've been sticking to the parks more, but now that I'm a citizen, watch out. Curves. <laughs> Curves, because I can't really do much more. But no, yeah, I am. Because in Miami, we didn't have parks either, like at all. There were no like skate parks. The closest one was in Fort Lauderdale if I ever wanted to even try to go to one. So I get that. Like the big city, like you had stuff to skate on that you'd always get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So Tony, let me ask you as, as like not a, a park background guy, do you get a lot of experience like with vert and bowls and stuff? Is that a new thing for you? Um, no, ne- I mean, transition has never been my, my strong, uh, whatever you call it. But um, I've been learning, I've been learning a little bit more. But even when I go to parks, I like parks that have lots of ledges and yep. uh, lots of banks. I love banks. I love things where I can like just roll up, do a trick, and roll back down. Like I love that. Yeah, um, so much fun. I like uh, uh, Euro, uh, Euro gaps. I like those a lot too. Anything that you can kind of launch, do a trick, and then flat. And then um, I also like rails. Like I, I used to do handrails when I was young, and for some reason, I'm deadly afraid of them now, so I can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just won't do them. But I, I've been met, I've been playing around with like flat bars and things like that. And uh, yeah, dude, I'm I'm, a, I'm like a ledge guy. But but back in the day, yeah, I used to do gaps. I love gaps and stairs and, and things like that. Yeah, uh, gaps and stairs were always like my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I never was good at like doing any grinds outside of like just like um, board slides or like nose or tail slides. <laughs> I was like pretty much mm-hmm. all, if it involved the trucks, I wasn't doing it. <laughs> like. <laughs> but um but gaps man i would clear like, like we had this um at um there was a 15 stair and i would Oof. clear i think like Oof. no problem Jeez. Yeah. i was like fearless back in the day man i did not i would there was a triple set in downtown miami i could clear too it was like a three like a three two four triple set um and those are the, i mean that's so much fun you have to get so much speed though that's the only thing is you have to be yeah. going fast like and that's the thing like, I, used, I used to skate fast like when i was when I skate street, I used to skate fast. And like now that I skate parks, especially my local park is kind of small. I feel like I skate slow. So I've been trying to slowly like like this, like the last like five months, I've been trying to focus on getting back to skating fast and like doing some of the old tricks that I used to do and like learning. I've learned like so many new tricks that I've never done before that I'm like so proud of. Uh, even today, like I was skating up front with my neighbor, and my na- like my neighbor turns out. Same thing. He quit skating for 10 years or whatever. 
And then uh, I got him back into skating. He's a younger guy. He's probably like 35 or something. Oh, yeah, yes, no. And uh, and then him and I kind of just skate. So we built we build boxes, like grind boxes, and then we just go up in the street outside, and we'll skate the boxes and things like that. And like, we're just learning new tricks. Like um, I, my favorite trick that I've learned recently is a half cup nose like two seventy out, and oh, uh, and I've been able to do it easily on slippery grounds because you kind of like do like a two seventy more like a two hundred, and you kind of you kind of slide the rest of the way. But yeah. then today. Out of nowhere, I was able to do like a full 270 out of a nose slide on, on asphalt. And like legit two full 270 out of it and keep rolling a full squeeze. I, That's crazy, I, man. Yeah. That's like, what I, I say. I know you're good, man. I Listen, I've seen the videos, brother. You are nasty. You, <laughs> yeah. you just described a trick to me that I can't touch with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. See, maybe that, back in the day, I would have some kind of, like, but not no more. I ain't got that no more. <laughs> um, my trick, I always loved doing, I would do these 360 flips, but, like, mm-hmm. while the board was 360 flipping, I would rotate my body 180 degrees the opposite direction. So, oh, like, wow. the board would go 360 flip in one direction, and I would spin the yeah. other way and then land in standard. So, would that be, like, a like a 360 flip sex change? Is that? I guess, yeah, I guess so. I guess so, right? And like I never knew what to call it, but it just looked cool. I, <laughs> I could do I it like, like so saw, naturally. I feel like I just saw somebody on Instagram do that recently. I would do it all the time over gaps because it was so easy. Like it was Holy one of those things just it felt super natural to do. Like I would do it over like five and six stairs all day long. Dude, that'd be so scary over gaps. I <laughs> know, uh, because like I don't know, just you know when you get that feeling like that muscle memory where it just it clicks. That was one of those few tricks that would easily click every time. Like, I Dude. knew if I did that, I would land it. Like, there was a lot of shit I didn't know That's if I would crazy. land it. That's crazy. What was your trick? I got to get you trip? doing that again. Well, Eric, what was your, what was your trick? Uh, I mean, when I was skating, skating, and I was fearless, um, the only thing I didn't really do was handrails because they, they always freaked me out, even when I was younger. Um, but, yeah, I used to love uh, I used to love gaps and stairs and wasn't a huge skate park guy because at the time the the skate park was really far and I was too young to get there so I never really learned um, any transition stuff I didn't skate any bowls or anything like that maybe once or twice and it was super sketchy Um, but yeah it was just street stuff it was just finding like boxes and curbs and and stuff to skate out in the real world Um, as far as a trick I was was into flip tricks um, and I mean, I was a really skinny, like lanky kid, mm-hmm. so I was I was clearing huge gaps. That was kind of where where I lived because I could tuck my legs up real high. I had those little spider legs, you know what I'm saying? Not anymore, man. Like there's too much <laughs> stomach in the way. It's too much, like like heavy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta drop a, a solid twenty before I can get my uh, knees that high again. Yeah, we were talking about that before we started recording. How and it's funny that you, you you said the number thirty, which is funny because that's exactly the same amount of pounds that like when I was on my prime, I was probably like one hundred and fifty to one hundred fifty two pounds, and then yeah. now now I'm in the like the one eighty sometimes. But how tall are you? I'm five nine, so I'm not even. Okay. I'm I'm pretty average. I'm pretty average guy. Like, like you put thirty pounds on me. And, uh, yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, when I was, like, in my prime, I was, like, 165, but I'm six foot two, almost six foot three. So, yeah. like, I was, like, nothing but just skinny, like, back then. Now I'm, like, 255. 
Yeah, you feel it, man. I, yeah. I, you know, the thing is, like, I was a skinny kid. I had almost no weight on me. And, you know, as I got older, like, I started weightlifting and I broadened out. And, you know, and COVID, too, hasn't helped at all. I don't know about you guys, but mm. COVID has hit my waistline hard as fuck. Yeah, me so. too. Uh, no, nah, I mean, I have, I've, I've been, like, 250 to 260 range for the past 14, 15 years. I can't, like, go up or right. down. That's just, okay. like, my weight. You <laughs> no locked how in. how much I eat or how much I diet, that's my weight. You're locked in. Yeah. That's good. I, I got down to, like, 170 a couple of years ago. And it was – and I found it easy because I actually wanted to. I had, like, a – you know how, like, a physical coming up? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to lose – and I think I lost, like, 12 pounds in a couple of weeks. It was basically yeah. eating well. Um, and I was exercising, and I wasn't drinking beer. <laughs> like literally, you cut beer, and you lose like yeah. twenty pounds in a month. Well, no one really, listen. No really one's really doing that, man. <laughs> like, why on. do you think I'm still one eighty? No, yeah. Listen, I want to skate. Dude, but I, not that much. I used to love like because, like you were saying, like skating was like the shit to do back then. Like. You'd go around and like you'd like meet like other random gangs of skateboarders. Like I don't know how like better to describe it, but like like each person had their own little crew, and like then you roll up on another crew and they're and like they're in one of your spots and you're kind of like fucking like get the fuck out of my spot, bro. Oh yeah, and then you then you meet the uh, rollerbladers. That was bad oh, news, man. They were the worst, man. They they had the jinkos and shit on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Venezuela was pretty hardcore when it came to like people being territorial. Um, I think after we became adults, that kind of went away. But yeah, especially in this, you know, there's such a big city that like you want to go skate at a certain spot and you yeah. might end up getting to a ball. You know, it was just that kind of thing. But, and like, you don't never tell people spots. Like, if you find a good spot, you keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but see, I could find your spot because I see the wax. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, ah, I knew you were here. You like like scrape the wax and lick it. Like, yeah, yeah. I still <laughs> walk by by places now and look. I'm like, oh, that'd yeah, be a good yeah. skate spot. Then I see the wax and I'm like, oh, someone else thought that too. <laughs> Did you guys have? I mean, I, I, obviously, I, I was, even the time where I, when I quit skating, I still had a board and, and every once in a while I would write around. But like, like the mind of a skateboarder is completely different to a regular person. Like, I don't yeah. see the world the same way. Like when I'm driving and I'm seeing things, I'm I'm picturing myself either skating those things or like you know what I mean like every every yeah. single thing it's possibly a spot is that is that Correct. same to you guys like yeah I still feel that way yeah I, I think that's what drew me to it man was the creativity because uh you know you have this artistic license to sort of change the landscape and make it fit what you're trying to do and it's it's not something that a lot of skateboarders talk about but yeah the ability to look at something and be like oh shit you know I know this is a loading dock you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And it has a purpose, but man, if you could just move that thing over here and oh, like, it'd be so like fun. Like there's some guy that spends eight hours a day hating this place and I absolutely love it at two in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Those are the good old days. Man, I wish I lived in Orlando because then like I'd be like hanging out with you guys and we'd be skating and having a punk rock band. <laughs> so you're up in, uh, you know, I'm in Gainesville. Gainesville. Uh, Gainesville. Dude, I, I yeah. skated that skate park over in Gainesville, and it was really good. The one on um, the north side? It's like the... Hopper Road? No, I, I have a vlog, a vlog like, film like the whole thing. It, yeah, it's got, like, a weird, like, a canopy thing, and then, like, 
It's the one they filled with sand and shit or, or mulch like when the COVID started. And it's got like, got a, like a stair set in the middle with like yep. a rail. And, yeah, that part yeah, is that, fun, dude. That's like less than a mile from my house. Dude, I will be there all the time. Oh, dude, you come chill at the house. I got a big-ass swimming pool, too. Go skate and come jump in the pool. Dude, that, that park is so much, so much fun. Like, I wish I had something near my house like that. I know. I got to get my kids into, like, skateboarding. Well, that's but what I was so going to say. I've been... All they want to do is play video games all day. <laughs> <laughs> you have five kids, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, I have, yeah. You have five. I have three. So right now, my oldest kid, my one of my uh, my daughters, she's about to turn eight years old. She's heavy into it. Like, she's awesome. learning. So I'm taking her to the skate park, and I'm taking her out and kind of, like, showing her the old dad moves. Just the, you know, like, the fundamentals. Like, just how to be comfortable on the board and how to push and how to steer and, and, and you know, to not be afraid of it. And That's she's awesome. doing really, really well, man. I took her. She's only been to the skate park uh, once, and I'm in Oviedo, so there's one right down the block from yep. me. That's actually a fun um, part, too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a super nice park. It's super fun. I mean, it it is intimidating for me, like I said, because uh, you know it's been a minute. I'm not ready to drop in yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's really taken to it, man. She's doing. She took a couple of uh, uh, hard spills and and got back up, and I was really proud of her, man. Is that, is awesome. that the same one that you uh, were talking about on the other show with Captain Marvel? Captain, that same daughter, yeah. Dude, I got like tears in my eyes when I was listening to you tell that story, man. <laughs> that was awesome. so awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I did. Listen, my kids, my daughters turned me into a feminist right out of the out of the gate. Um, yeah, and so getting to have those experiences with with her is really cool. You know, whether it's taking her to see a movie that's inspiring to her in some way, or or getting to share like you know, because skateboarding was looked at as like a very masculine thing for a long time. It's like a, a boys club kind of a thing. Yeah. And over time there's been like these badass female professional skateboarders and and even professional kid skateboarders that, you know, I show yeah. her videos and she's like, Oh shit, I could do that one day. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been awesome, man. Just to see her like conquer the fear of like, okay, I'm gonna get on the board, I'm gonna push and I'm gonna put my back foot on and like let's just see what happens. Cause that's Hell like yeah. step one, you know what I mean? So that's been, that's been really dope, man. She's going to be better than me in like a year or two. So. Oh, they pick it up yeah. quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I wish I would have learned more shit when I was young. Cause like now it's so hard to learn anything, but like when you're at a younger age, like everything's natural. But you know what? That's- like I found out recently that the more you do it, the more, obviously comfort, comfortable you're gonna get but like I found out and this is I'm gonna knock on wood here because like I find I find that I am I am better at landing like I've, I've started landing tricks way better than I used to ever like I'm actually landing and not like tic-tac all over the place um but I'm also like I'm not getting hurt and that's why I'm knocking hmm. wood because like for some reason like, I, yeah. I feel like uh, I don't know if my balance is better or what it is but I've actually been like injury free for a long time and uh, it's very surprising especially because some of the stuff that I'm trying now I'm trying to like I'm, I'm trying to be open with some of the things that I, I know I'm capable of doing so I'm trying to push myself a little bit uh, but yeah like so that's the thing like the, the more you do it the, the better it's going to get that's awesome man 
It's all I'm You do need to knock on wood, bro. Knock on wood, because, like I said, you're you're nasty, and you you are you're landing clean tricks, and they're they're awesome. What's gonna get you is like an acorn or something stupid, dude. You know what I mean? Like the whole reason I stopped skateboarding was because I like just wrecked my ankle, and it was doing a damn ollie. Well, do I do I hear something funny? I mean, it was a high ollie, but it was. So, in like two years ago, I think it was two or three years ago, I was going to San Francisco for the first time. And that was like been one of my dreams to go to San Francisco and skate. You know, you, you grow up watching San Francisco in videos. So, yeah. I was super stoked and I was like, fuck yeah, finally. So, a week before, I'm skating, I'm skating here in a local park. And uh, there's one of my buddies who does a trick. And you know, when you do a trick and you land and you kind of kick the board out and it just shoots out. And he's just going across yeah. the, the, the skate park. <laughs> and I see it. So I speed up. And I went to stop it to from hitting one of the ramps and, and possibly getting a chip. So as soon as I, st- I step off, I miss the board. And I, oh, and I, and I my ankle twists. And the rest of my body just falls on my, on my ankle. And, <sighs> I ended up, yeah, and I ended up like twisting it really badly. Like a week before going to San Francisco, so... When I went to San Francisco, my, my ankle was all messed up. I still rode around, but like I didn't try. I think I did, um, I don't know if you're familiar with some of the, the famous spots, but like Pier 7, uh, yes. super famous spot. Like I, all I did was like a, I did a manual on the little Pier 7 like nice. blocks or whatever. But Rest like, in peace to the Embarcadero. Yeah, I know. Like I went, like the, the plaza's still there. Um, like the fountain's still there. But like when I, when I went there, there was like a festival, so they had it all closed down. But across uh, the street, there's like this other little plaza. There's like the news section of it, and people still skate there. Like I saw like Chico Brenes, I saw like a oh, couple dude. other people like skating there. Like, yeah, it, it, dude, it's unreal. I even got a tattoo of uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, and it says "Dream" on it because that was like my dream to go there nice. and, and skate. So I'm still planning to go back. That's killer, man. Dude, you're living the fucking life, man. Well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, the board flying out from under you. I was gonna I was gonna interject and say, Tony, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's <laughs> never happened to me before. That's like, like my go to. That's my go to trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfectly. No, I just I just posted because uh, you uh, you're the moderator of the uh, Skate or Die group on uh, on Facebook. Is that it? okay? So I yeah I've been I've been posting videos in there because I I wanted to take videos of myself to see what I'm doing wrong, mm-hmm. and I'm doing a lot wrong. So, <laughs> but I'm making you know little little bits of progress and you know get my my ollies back and getting little tricks back and just balance and getting comfortable. But I'm I'm wearing a brace on my wrist because a few weeks ago, I mean, brand new board. I'm like here we go, gonna gonna just you know, give it a shot. And yeah, I landed an Ollie in a manual and I wasn't trying to, I was, I was stationary. That was my first mistake. Yeah. Stationary in my garage landed in a manual and that thing rocketed out from under my feet. And I forgot how to fall because it had been so many years. Yeah. So instinct, I just kicked my right hand out to like catch myself and all my weight slammed down on it. Uh. And so it's sprained bad. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, it's been th- two weeks and it's still bad. I think I saw that video in a comment. I said, "Well, you should have done it rolling because it's easier." Yeah, like, that's literally like a prime example. Like on the video I had for beginners or people that were trying to get back into it, 
I was I, I in the section I said do not try tricks um on your uh, stationery because the thing is like you have this fake inertia in your head like you know which direction you're supposed to be going but then when you land and the board and the board goes the other the complete other way which is happen is what happened to you it not it throws you off so much you know you're gonna hurt yourself worse because like it's just gonna throw off your brain you know what I mean. If you fall going in a certain direction, is one thing. But when, he, when the board just goes on his own, on his own, the opposite direction, it's like a mind fuck. Yeah, I'm glad I I didn't see that video before I tried it though. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw it after the fact. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I just uh, looked up the groups. I didn't know this group existed, and I I, I admitted to being the group. And I like how it says no one wheels. <laughs> <laughs> no one wheels. Oh, you know that was directed specifically to. Oh, I know who that was for. Tom Van. Shit, maybe. Hey, so Eric, did you uh, see what I sent you in the Google Drive? Okay, so breaking news: uh, we were talking about the movie The Super, starring Joe Pesci. Homeboy just sent me through some kind of computer voodoo The Super. Yep, MP4. Oh my God. <laughs> so I know what I'm doing after the show today. I told you I can get anything, man. You, you let me know. I'm like I'm like your 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 connect. I'm from Miami, man. If you need something, I'm gonna get it. Damn, dude. I'm you... like, what can I ask you? Yeah, um, get something good, man. I'm like a, a a wizard of um of of movies and TV shows. I can find anything, man. I, I... You're the pirate bay. You're the <laughs> with the eye patch and yeah. I sail in the seas is what I like to say. <laughs> sail in the seas of cheese. <laughs> uh, that was a great album by Primus. I like Primus. Yeah, I, that's what I've been learning on because I, I I got a bass too. Like I like playing bass a lot. I mm. love learning, learning like Primus bass lines because they're so much fun. What's your favorite Primus bass line? Uh, like well to play or like in general? Cause uh, <laughs> like like oh, I mean if if there's one for each, then what's yeah? Well, like a lot of like times I play the one from DMV just because it's so yes. much fun to play because it's all taps yeah. and everything. And that's like um, speaking of uh, when I was mentioning uh, the Plan B video. That was the song used for uh, um, Pat Duffy. Yep. Oh, that's right. What you what guys can the... play that you you guys can play DMV on the bass. I can't. Yeah. I can play oh, it on you the can. bass. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're a better musician than I am, man. I can play almost every Primus song on bass now. Um, wow. I just I spent so much time learning them. Like. I, I, I love Les Claypool's like a hero to me, man. He's like my favorite bass player of all time. Um, He's fun. He was hanging out with Jason Momoa like a, a week or two ago. He had posted on Facebook and they were playing bass together and it was badass. Um, but like my favorite bass line by him is so hard to say. Uh, you know, like Sergeant Pepper's got a great bass line. American Life has a great bass line. Is mm-hmm. It Luck has a really cool bass line. Um, but probably my favorite is Deanza Jig, where he plays the bass banjo. Oh, jeez. And it's like a crazy, like, bass line. I don't know, man. Um, I, I love, the, I've always loved the energy on, uh, is it one known as Big Bum Beetle? Yeah, with the Duracell people. I just people. love that. Dum, 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 dum. This is cool. so good. That bass line's fun to play. Yeah, but DMV is probably, well, DMV, yeah, DMV and, uh, Gerald's a rescue driver. Those are fun. Oh, yeah. Um, my name is Mud's fun. Yeah. Um, but don't you, know, you need like one a... Of the, one of the yeah. easiest ones to play is um them damn blue collar tweakers. Oh, yeah. 
And if you ever watch the Woodstock 94 version of it, in the middle of that song, like after the bass solo, he plays the Star Spangled Banner. Gotcha. Um, and then he's like, I'm sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> that almost sounded like too many puppies to me. Yeah. Too many puppies. Uh, Primus is one of those bands I will always fucking love. And people either, you either like Primus or you hate Primus. Like there's no middle ground with Primus. Yeah. Oh, my wife hates, hates. Or like, or like any Les Claypool project, like, um, uh, Colonel Claypool's Bucket of Bernie Brains where Tim and Buckethead, Bernie Worrell, and then Brains on drums. And that's an insane, like super group or Oysterhead. With him, Trey Anastasio from Fish, and Stuart Copeland on drums from The Police. He's got one oh, with Sean Lennon, and apparently it's really bad. Yeah, the Lennon Claypool Delirium. It's it's actually pretty decent. Um, it just depends on the songs. Uh, but you, it's weird because Sean Lennon sounds so much like his dad. He it's does. like it's kind of airy. He, he, um, yeah, he does. It's okay. He's kind of whiny Colonel- for my taste, but yeah, he does. Yeah, and then there's Colonel Claypool's Flying Frog Brigade, which is another great group he's in. Um, and then before before Primus, he had a band called Sausage, which was on Beavis and Butthead. Was it those deep cuts? Yeah, they were watching the video of like the prime the Sausage video. <laughs> huh, I never knew that. So Tony, yeah. you still you still playing guitar? Um, you know, I I just play here at home. Like for a little while here recently, I I was trying to get some stuff recorded. Um. With my best friend, he's like the drummer that I've played with since I moved here. Um, so we, you know, we're playing bands together and stuff like that. So we were trying to get something together with the, the producer and, and engineer for my old band. We recorded everything that we put out. So we were going to do like a three piece type thing and I have a couple songs recorded. We just never really, we just never materialized. So right now, like I'm staring at my half stack thinking I should probably just sell it and buy like a small just get a combo. yeah that's what get I was thinking like, get like a little I, I'm just, I've been looking at this black star um no, I, no, I don't get a solid state get a tube amp though like get a uh, <laughs> a tube combo I just don't even know what's a good what's a good tube combo like you know and I feel like they're so expensive I mean like I would sell this to, and I would like to have some money left get get like a mm. hot rod deluxe or something like that like a fender hot rod deluxe you can get over like 400 bucks and they sound great mm. And they actually got quite a bit of volume because they're 40 watts, um, which I know doesn't sound like a lot when you're talking about like 150, 200 watt half stacks, but 40 watts out of a 212 is a, is a fucking loud amp. Yeah. No, I think 40 watts would be more than enough. I'm not my, playing live. Not, yeah, my sweet spot's always in like the 20 to 22 watt range. Like I have a Paul Reed Smith Custom 20, which is a 20 water, and I have a, a 65 Deluxe Reverb, which is a 22 watt. And they're just all I'd ever need. Um, well, if you know somebody that wants a uh, uh, a rectifier four twelve uh, single, with, dual, or triple? Uh, no, well, it's the cab. It's like a four twelve cab, but it's the, the uh, rectifier with Celestines um, oh, and a Mobilier tube heads. Let me know. There's a pawn shop up here, and I've been like eyeing it. It's it's not in like the best of like visual condition, mm-hmm. but it's a dual rectifier head for three fifty. What? I know. Like, I want to go buy it so bad, but I keep telling myself I don't need it because I don't have a cab or anything. Dude, is it still like, there? Because you mentioned this a few weeks ago. I feel like it would be gone by now. Well, yeah, because it's like in this weird spot that no one like ever goes to. So no, this weird little no, pawn dude. shop, I, I keep like thinking I should just pull the trigger on Dude, it. I those mean, things are like, 
1200 yeah but i mean it's it's like i said it's like a little beat up condition wise it still works but just like yeah and then you buy my my cab and then you have a full rectified and then i get kicked out of my house (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah but now you can play the hard rock live my friend oh yeah um, so, so Tony was in a band all like similar to me. He was in an early two thousands band where he played lead guitar with the initials ADR. Yes, it was actually um, we went from like two thousand, I want to say like two thousand six until like twenty fifteen, fourteen, something. Like that. We were like together for like almost ten years. Yeah. yeah, the band I the band I was in started in two thousand four. Although I left it right away, I didn't stay in it past two thousand four. But they went on forever to become super famous. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and they're and they're called Metallica. No, they're <laughs> called a day to remember. Actually, oh no way! You play for them? <laughs> I started that band. I, like I'm the one that came up with the no name. I was way. the original guitar player, and I quit because like I couldn't get along with the singer, who isn't even the singer of the band currently. <laughs> He was a different guy completely. The yes, only yeah. person that was actually in the band when they re- actually recorded albums that was there when I was there was the drummer. <laughs> wow. So check it out. So we're on Warp Tour in Pittsburgh, right? We weren't playing. We were just kind of, we knew some people that we like, well, we were on tour, but they let us come crash the Warp Tour or whatever. So we're walking around. Um, we're going like backstage and stuff like that. You know? And then this girl's, from walking to say, oh my god, like where did you get that day to remember shirt? You never seen Is it. it ADR? And it was the ADR from Dying Regime, which is our little band, and we had to break their hearts. We're like, no, sorry, this is actually yeah. a small band from Orlando. Which, ironically, the, the band from Ocala was the big band. <laughs> yeah, I, right? I, I didn't even know they were from Ocala, honestly. Because I lived in Ocala. In two, I moved up there in 2002, and I was in a bunch of like local bands. And then me and like a couple buddies like from two other bands got together, and we started that band. Um, and I, like, I've told the story before on this show, but you've never heard it. So for anybody listening, you can fast forward about 30 seconds. But um, I was an asshole growing up. I mean, I still kind of am, but I was like... You were? Like, even... I was more blatant about it back back then. <laughs> and, uh, we went on a double date, like me and my buddy. And like, we went to see the movie, a walk to remember. And like, that's the Mandy Moore where she like gets cancer and dies and she wants to get married. Oh, so like course. the entire movie, we're just like making fun of it. Like, Oh, I hope like she's walking down the aisle and that's when it hits her. <laughs> and, like shit. Oh my God. So, so I was telling the story to the guys, like in a day to remember in the beginning. And, and then I was like, I was like, um, I was like, yeah, we watched The Walk to Remember, and it was a day to remember, and that's where the fucking name came from. It was no me being an way. asshole telling the story, and they're like, oh, that's a great fucking name. We should use that, and I was like, oh, yeah, go ahead. So now when I, I want to listen to A Day to Remember interviews when they, when they ask them about how the name came out. What do they say? I, I don't even fucking know. They, I think they say something like one of the guys that the original guitar player's girlfriend or something came up with it. There was this um, fucking guy who was such an asshole. <laughs> well, the fucked up part was the original two guitar players was me and another guy named Joe. And the other guy named Joe stayed in the band a lot longer than me. And he actually got kicked out because he would go on like stage and spit on people and shit and thought he was fucking badass. Oh, he was like the uh, Gigi Allen of the band. Yeah. So if you listen to interviews like with them, like when they talk about the early days, they talk about kicking this guy named Joe out from spitting on people. That wasn't me. I was the other Joe that was there before him. Because. <laughs> Cause I never played with Jeremy or Neil or Tom. Like the only person that was there when I was there was Bobby. 
Bobby the drummer was the only like of the the recording era of them was was the only person there with me. <laughs> we kicked Joe out for spitting on people, and then we kicked the other Joe out for talking shit about my favorite Mandy Moore movie. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Adams is gonna kick his ass. <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> so, but let, let's talk about your band because your band was fucking awesome, man. I love like every time I like hear the 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 Hedgehog Dilemma. <laughs> like, yeah. It just fucking gets me going, man. That da 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 da. It's a cool riff. I love it. I Dude, wish I could say I came up with it. I didn't. The guitar solo that you like fucking rip off at the end is like sick, man. It's like. Uh, every time, man. For yeah, it's sure. fun. That was that, that song was written by a drummer. Man. I could I could tell wow. that's a very percussive like feel to it. But yeah, I think I think that was definitely my first exposure to you, Tony. Was hearing you on uh, on the radio back in the yeah, day the on one hundred four point one. Yeah, I used to. Um, that's uh, yeah, I used to play with the Monsters, so that's how I know Tom and Dan. That's you know, in two thousand five, I became the guitarist for the Monsters band. Like we used to go and play these like carnival shows and things like that. And we did like a little tour. We would call it a tour, but it was like <laughs> around Central Florida. You know what I mean? Going to like super small town, <laughs> you know, like whatever. There'd be like was, people with three teeth in the audience. Yeah. We're, oh, dude, it, it, we went, we played, we played Renegers one time and it was a shit show. There was people like, like fucking in the in the, in the porta potties, um, dude. I, I really Classy. wish I had a video. I, w- I wish I had a video of that show because that show, Tom, who was drunky the bear at the time, he couldn't go for whatever reason. He had like a family thing, right? So I used to do a really good imitation of him. Oh, I, you know, I do a, a good imitation. Oh, of, I've, I've of heard before. It's good. And uh, I remember telling the host of the show, "Say hey." You know, TC's not here. If you want, I can put on the bear suit and play uh, like Sam. So you wore the bear suit? Yeah, so I put on the bear and he's yes. like, good, that'd be great or whatever. That actually would be really cool. So I put on the bear suit and I pretended I was him and I'm just talking. And then uh, he had a song that was called like The Loneliest Bear in the World. So I sang that, I that and, then, and then I forgot like the lyrics like halfway through. So I just started improvising. So the the next part, like the 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 second half of the song, just became a, a, a me improvising about people fucking in the porta potty as we were playing, and it was uh, it was a really funny experience. And I, was that the one? I, don't don't take her to Fancy Town or some shit like that. Uh, no, it was not. This was like a sad song. It was like yeah, uh, he's like, don't take my girl to Fancy Town. <laughs> it might be. I don't know because I, I I only knew like the first verse and then like the rest it was just an improvised shit, my favorite I, one which i wish i could find um was when they did the fucking trapped in the closet thing <laughs> with, with dude that was so funny i remember that oh so, like, I, I drunk, says. Back, and it went on for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> oh I, you know um, what i think i remember that lonely's bear song it was like uh it's like a sad ballad, yeah. like a piano I'm ballad so or something. Yep, it was, so it was basically like Bubba Whippus Wilson and myself. Like he would be playing the piano, I'd be singing. And it was like, I think I think when they wrote that song, it was like he was worried that he was going to get fired or something like that. And he was trying to make, to make it funny. It was like, hey, I'm going to play this like, super sad song. And it, there's yeah. one line in the song, it's like, you don't care about my dad. Because, you know, his dad, like, <laughs> That's right. you know, passed away or whatever. And it was like, it's that type of song. It's like, you know, kind of feel bad for me type thing. 
So yeah. it, was, it, it was really funny that it just became, I didn't even remember what the line was, but it was something like, you know, like people fucking in the porta potty and all sort of <laughs> shit. Like it was, it was, it was funny. Dude. And then when uh, you're talking about like the, 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 the closet one, that was so funny too. Like I think it also it always started with like drunk he says, like, drunk he says, drunk he says. That's drunk he says. I wish I could find that. Like I've tried searching for that so many times and I cannot find it. <laughs> I mean, that was like for was as much as that his one as... minute of comedy that he did that for? Um, I think so. Maybe. Dude, the one Maybe. minute of comedy was like the only thing I ever listened to on that show. Like I, I literally yeah. turned on at like eight and ten, and that was it. And I never turned on any other time. Yeah, I did a couple of those too. I did like, um, I did like a three minute of comedy kind of thing with that, and it was fucking horrible. Like it was just like we literally had to write like a stand up set like fifteen minutes before, and then try to go on, on air on the radio and perform. <laughs> There's three minutes of, input of you know, and jokes, it's just basically so. insulting everybody on the show. Pretty much, and pretty much, yeah. uh, and like, and, the, and my jokes did not land whatsoever. <laughs> so my like, favorite. You, oh, I was gonna say my favorite bit always though was the Laspadas fusion thing where they talked about the cheese and the meat fusion. Fusion. <laughs> <laughs> that was like an SBK thing. I think SBK would go with like. Fusion and they would add like reverb. <laughs> like, well, like they, they'd always get Jimmy. Jimmy, they'd be like, you know, when they meet in the cheese, they go and they they like tease the word fusion, but they never say the word fusion. And Jimmy'd be like, yes, yes. <laughs> and then when they finally said it, like they fucking hit symbols and all hell broke loose. I think uh, because I was like, no, I mean, I was, I would get checks from Clear Channel you know, for playing, you know? um, but I would go hang out there a lot, or you know. Sometimes that's I just cool. kind of hang out with the guys because um, that's when you know we became friends. So, from that evening. so I would go just hang out in the studio. And like, sometimes I would go on air. Uh, sometimes if they wanted to play a song live on the show, I would like pick up the guitar and play. Uh, when I, I when I boxed Bubba, you know, I played a song on air. <laughs> I, like, I wrote a, like yeah, I wrote a song. And it was like kind of like a SU type song. You know, I'm gonna beat your ass type thing. So I yep. played that. Like so, I got to do all those things, and I understand that. There might be, you know, throughout the years, there might have been some bad blood. But, like, me being kind of, like, a bit of an outsider, or actually a lot of an outsider, like, it was still fun, you know what I mean, being part of that. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have to go yeah. there every day. I would go there, like, once every three weeks or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and, and playing the shows, it was ridiculous. Like, hey, you're getting paid to get on stage and play all these silly songs, these funny songs, and be as ridiculous as you want to be. And it was basically, like, you would get there and there would be somebody like an intern or something asking you, Hey, what kind of beer do you want? I'm like, Oh, I want awesome. Dos Equis. And it will bring like a case of Dos Equis just for you. And it was that type of, <laughs> that type of, but if it were, if it were out of town, here, you have a room in the place. It was like, okay. So you can party and, and hang out all night long and then you get paid. And it was like, sure, that's, that's, not, badass, that's not dude. a bad gig. Yeah. So, sounds great, man. This like, sounds awesome. Is Jeff Howell as cool as he seems? Jeff is the greatest. He He's seems nice. like the coolest yeah. guy in the world. I've seen him a couple times at like um, House of Blues on the porch. And the um, thing was like when when I started playing the band, like Jeff had already stopped playing. He wasn't even on the show anymore. But he would come in on the show and be uh, on air, like personality, kind of like just like stop dude, by. He's so something. fucking funny. But <laughs> but I still have like a, lots of interactions with him. Uh, I will, I went on like actually when I when I played that song for Bella, he was there on the show, and he was 
great because that motherfucker, his laugh is so contagious. Yes. That, oh, you know, I felt like my jokes in the song were very good. Like, I actually was proud of it. I still have that song. So I should post it somewhere because uh, it yeah, is funny. Yeah. Uh, but his laugh made it 10 times better. And, yeah, uh, awesome. yeah. And, and, but that guy, like, anytime I see him, it's all nothing but love. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, he's great. I saw him recently, like, he was playing at a uh, house of blues. He, he would play on the outside bar. Yeah, the little and, porch uh, bar. Yeah, and when he sees, you know, when he sees me or he sees somebody he knows, like, his eyes get big and he's all, it's nothing but love. You know what I mean? Like, that guy, I've never seen him pissed off. I'm sure he, you know, like, just like everybody, I'm yeah, sure he gets yeah. pissed off, but he's always been super cool. He, he just always seemed like the coolest person ever. Like, yeah, every time and, I heard him talk. And talented, dude. That guy is an, yeah. an amazing guitar player. It's crazy. Hell yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, I think I think with the like the Tom and Dan, that those guys have been super cool to me. But I I still get nervous, like if if I'm calling into the show or doing something with them, because when I was listening to them on the radio, it was like driving out to high school. You know what I mean? Like it, I've been listening to those guys yeah. forever. So yeah. just to like now have a sort of like working relationship with them where I'm like doing artwork for for them for certain things is is great because they're you know they're inclusive and they they've got this very like punk rock DIY like bringing in you know local artists and and local talent to do things but there's still a little bit of nerves there man because it's like oh man like the the voice that's coming out of your head is the same voice that I heard yeah. when I was 15 you know what I mean like it's <laughs> It's they seem crazy. like the coolest fucking dudes, man. I, I, I mean, what's funny is I think I grew up knowing Tom because we grew up in the same like neighborhood and we probably hung out with all the same people and went to the same shows. But, um, but like I've never like met them at them since like you know they've been doing it. But they just seem like fucking cool. I called in one time and Ross shit all over me, so I never called him again. <laughs> <laughs> they're very, they're very sweet. They're very sweet yeah. people, man, and very you know. Um, they seem super genuine and awesome. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they. I mean, they. Um, it, it, like you're saying, like being nervous about calling and things like that. I mean, it was it was very nerve wracking for me at the very beginning when I would have like when I would call into the morning. I remember waking up. I mean, because the show was super early. It was like started like five or six in the morning. Yeah, it's like early. And I remember early. Uh, Carlos, like writing man at the time, calls me and he's like, "Hey, man, we're doing a bit." Because I, I, I have received a check from the host uh, paying for um, for playing. Things like this. And then, but he wrote Tony Rage on the check, which you know, oh. it's, not my, it's not my legal name. It's just a nickname. So he's like, hey, man. Like, he wakes me up. I'm like, oh, fully asleep. He's like, he wakes me up and he's like, hey, man, we're doing a bid. We told Russ that that you, the check downs, then uh, you can't pay rent and whatever. And that's all he says. I do that. I'm like, I feel like I remember like, this. Yeah, and and I'm like, okay. So he puts me on hold, and then uh, and I don't. I think because I was like waking up, I just wasn't nervous at all. But like that was one of the first times. That's probably why they kind of like to keep me around or whatever. Is because like I was able to improvise and, and, and fuck you know fuck around. And then I went on air, and he said, "Hey, Tony, whatever, blah." And I just kind of just went off like, "Yeah, man." man, man. Like, that's just like, I can't pay my rent, whatever. And then I'm like, wait, I think my wife's leaving. Oh my God. Like, it was something like that. Like, my wife, my wife's leaving me. So it was like this really funny interaction. And, uh, and, uh, and, and then after that, like, I think Tom and Dan, like, not, I mean, not because they're friends of mine, but it's le- the legit truth. 
Like those guys are some of the most like down to earth people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to where Dan- Daniel's who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, dude. Like it's just simply like, um, like when you're around them and like say like they're just hanging out in the pool, whatever, chilling. Like it's really like it's not even a thought that they are personalities. You know? They're like, just people. Just, they're legit people, and like the fact that we've known each other and been friends for 15 years now, it's insane, you know. So and it's like, um, I've gotten a, a few "I love yous" out of time. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive that, but I've gotten a few of them so, alright man I love you too I love you too bro I'm like oh gotcha bro. So, <laughs> so like for the people listening to this show who haven't listened to Tom and Dan that's a fucking feat right there yes. yeah so I'm proud of that you know what I mean like it's just the fact that I mean they're not like you know the reason you get nervous is because you probably you, you obviously see them as bigger people you know what I mean just because they oh yeah you know uh but they're not like if you are around them they're legit like like the conversations they have on the show just kind of craziness funny stuff it's the same conversations we have if we're just hanging literally we're just trying like you're trying to outdo the other one like one of yeah, the yeah. other one like joke wise and it's it's super hilarious it, 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 and, and it just make it makes it more comfortable than when you so so yeah like those guys made it a lot easier for me to to be able to to, to like perform in a podcast, you know what I mean? Like, like I think in the past, like even you inviting me today, like I would have been straight, like, like you know, freaking out about all that. So where now I just feel comfortable <laughs> talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I was. Well, like I, I remember, I think I said something to you like when I first started. This, I was like, yeah, I'm getting ready to start this podcast. If you ever want to come on, but then I was like, well, I got Eric today. Maybe Tony will come on because Eric's here. Like, you know, am I gonna <laughs> use that inside into that tracker? I'm like, come on, let's work this. Oh, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, had I known that Eric was going to be here, I would have said no. Yeah, he wouldn't but, have showed up, man. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, fuck There's that only dude. room for one of us, one Hispanic <laughs> skateboarding guitarist. Isn't that, isn't that? But yeah, Joseph, to tell you, um, just to, to cap this off, to, you know, how sweet those guys are, a few months back when everything hit with COVID and, and the, my full-time job cut our salaries, you know, at 25%. Um, I was I was freaking out, man. I was like, "Fuck!" Like that's that's a huge hit. So I have to start pushing the art, you know, a little harder and 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 make up the difference. So I think I posted something on the BDM page because I've been doing art for Tom and Dan for a while, and you know, they always said like, "Hey, you you can use this as like a a billboard for your shit." You know what I mean? Like awesome. if you ever need to post stuff. So so say, hey, yeah, if commissions uh, they're open. If you need something, hit me up. You know, times are tough. And I want to say like an hour later, Dan sent me a message and said, Hey, you know, I'd like to commission something from you. It's, you know, it's kind of shit like yeah. that where it's like, okay, they, they are, you know, very popular in this town, but they're very down to earth and very supportive. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely get that from them. That, that, like I said, that's when anybody ever asked me what my favorite, favorite people or podcast or anything like entertainment wise is, it's always them. That, that's my number one go to. Uh, I agree. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Dudes. Like I've been listening to podcasts for a, a very long time, and I listen to a shit. Like if you look at my list, it's like unreal. But like, it's theirs is is completely different to everything else. Yeah, and that's it's like nothing saying, else is like it. Yeah, and it's not because of friends of mine. I think even if we weren't friends, I was I would still love that type of comedy and that type of content. You know? 
Yeah. Although um, I did get a little excited today, Eric. Um, I pulled up Spotify just to make sure um, our Masters of the Cinematic Universe was uh, was was uh, searchable. And uh, when it said, if you like this show, other shows you may like, the first one on there was Tom and Dan. I was like, fuck yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a badge of honor, It's man. probably because it has your name on it. <laughs> They've had some fun with my name, just a little bit. A but it's still, like, it made me so happy to see that. I was like, I was like, that's, that's all I ever want in life. I just want to be like them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great, man. I'm very I wanna happy. Quit, <laughs> I want to quit the anger bees, quit the fucking eating the peppers, and just do my own <laughs> shit. Dude, I was, I was there for eat the peppers i was part of that whole thing um and yeah. I, we were we were hanging out in the in the studio this is the real radio studio and somebody sent the guy or i think it was sent they sent daniel a box of hot peppers. sauce yeah it was like oh. a box of peppers and then and it was a box it was a big box it was a, a bunch of like random peppers and, <laughs> and, and hot sauce right and the hot sauce was was uh they were you know they were bottles so they were kind of they were close or whatever so he, we were joking around, like, he's not going to eat the peppers because he doesn't know what his peppers uh, have been. So he ended up tossing the peppers into the trash can. And, uh, and I'll go in the trash can, I'm looking, so I want to see where the peppers are. And like, the intern came in, and he said something, and he walked out, and we started making fun of him. Imagine if he can make the intern eat these peppers. So it's like, so like, you know, it's like, he's just saying, yeah, eat these peppers, motherfucker. Like, eat these peppers, you piece of shit. And that's kind of like the ongoing joke for the day. And then next thing you know, like, it became a thing. Yeah, dude. I remember, I, I, what's crazy is like, when you're like saying all these, like, I remember all these things fucking live happening. Like, I'm listening to all this and like, it's so crazy <laughs> just like hearing like, I know like this is weird because this isn't like anything to do with them. It's like a behind the scenes. It's like all the secrets. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but not nah, like I probably like all the people listening to this that like follow the show are like I don't fucking care about these guys. But to me, this is like like <laughs> fucking like this is like the best episode ever of the show. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, like, I, well, are oh, you talking about us? <laughs> yeah, like no, <laughs> that's just like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's all the shit I. It's like all the shit I want to talk about. It's like we're talking about skateboarding. We're talking about punk music. We're talking about. Uh, Tom and Dan, like this is fucking great. Well, we give Tom and Dan a lot of love, which they deserve, to be fair. But I'd like to to shift us back to uh, stayyoungsb.com, which I'm looking at right now. I want to talk to you about some of these t-shirt designs. I see, see Eric. You got your your check in the mail. Uh (laughs) All right. You sponsor to Jake. (laughs) <laughs> he, he made it out to um, what's it called, yeah. Eric? Eric Rage? Eric Rage. What is this shit? I can't catch this. Oh, hold on! I think my wife is leaving me. Uh oh. So I'm, I'm. You got some great designs on here so far. The first one I'm seeing is the Fun City uh, yes. shirt, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's a now, now. Who did the art for this? Okay, so I'm gonna make that make this quick because uh, I, I know I talked to my students. Um, so. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, like, Fear City, like, New York back in, like, the 70s and 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that was a pamphlet, and there was a pamphlet that people arriving to New York were given, right? And it was a, a survival guide to be, to be vis- for visitors of the city of New York. And it says, Welcome to Fear City. And it was that same skull, um, and it was, like, a, it was meant to be, if you can look it up, like, I don't know if you got it. Just, just say, Welcome to Fear City, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It's a... And it was basically a, a pamphlet that they would give people, uh, warning them to stay away from certain parts of town or do not leave your hotel at like after six. It was like this kind of scary thing, right? Because New York was so bad back in, uh, in those times. 
So when I learned about that, I actually learned about that on uh, Time Set. Um, you look mm. it up, and I, I loved the pamphlet. I mean, this is if this is not a shirt, this should be a shirt. Or you know, what I'm saying. Like, and uh, so obviously, I didn't want to do the exactly the same pamphlet, like saying "Welcome to Fear City," uh, because we live in the city of uh, entertainment. Uh, you know, theme parks and things like that. Yeah. So I made it Welcome to Fun City. So I got together with my, my partner in uh, Studio NSB, was Pedro Ovesio. He's actually, uh, he's also the guitarist for Adain Regime. So him and I worked together for many years and he's a graphic designer. He did uh, the Adain Regime, uh, t-shirts and stickers and things like that. So him and I work very well when it comes to, if I come up with an idea and uh, he, he's able to put it in, in on paper, you know? So I thought, listen, this is what I want. And I kind of drew on, on my phone and then the little finger thing. I kind of want the, the little skull having fun and maybe have like a hair that might look like a thing. And then it's going down a roller coaster because this is so much fun. You know? So he, uh, he ended up and he made that graphic and I loved it. And the, the, t- the t-shirt's call, color is kind of like the same color as the pamphlet. It's kind of like a little, you know, maybe you call it, like a little light gray or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a great, it looks just like it's a perfect uh, take on that on that brochure mm-hmm. for sure. Um, damn, I like I want the Orlando Magic shirt too. Oh, wait, wait, I'm not supposed to say that, right? Don't say uh, that. No, it's called the Enchanted shirt. So. Yeah, that's the Orlando Enchanted. Oh, yeah, that's a okay. that's a cool homage shirt, the Enchanted shirt, yeah. um, for all of our Magic fans, and it's dope because it's got the skateboard wheel there in the center of the yeah, uh, the sick. logo. That's like um, right now my current favorites are that one and I like we have like also like the team logo shirts that just have like the logo up front. Um yeah. we started doing like the Heather Gray with the black logo that kind of reminds me of those army shirts that were quite popular for for skaters back in the nineties. Like Jamie Thomas would wear always like that army shirt. You know, it reminds me of that and that's like my current favorite to me. The picture of you mowing the grass on the skateboard is like my favorite picture. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, how did you take that picture? Like, yeah. how is that even possible? Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, the like that has to be like Photoshop, right? Like, like, there's no way. Well, okay, so I'm, I'm gonna give you the the, the, the behind the scenes. So there is Photoshop, but okay. it's not what you, it's not what you think. Like, obviously, listeners are not are not looking at the picture. If you want to look at the picture, go to either. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna plug it real quick. So you know, if you want to see it, uh, either on Instagram at uh, at Stay Young SB. Or if you go to stayyoungsb.com, you'll see it right in front of you. Um, so the Photoshop is only on the mower. Like when you see the grass coming up, that's the only Photoshop. And it's not even like a special effect Photoshop. It's just like, I took the shot, right? Of me doing the Ollie on my, I'm wearing a suit and holding onto the mower, right? So once I was happy with the shot, I went ahead and took a second shot of me, like kind of pushing the mower quickly so I can get the uh, grass to fly off and all I did was just like blended that little section so like this is the most amazing like quality picture I've ever seen I'm like looking yeah. at it, it's like perfect um yeah. which I I added you to our Facebook group earlier today for the show mm-hmm. um I don't know if you saw that or not but you can just plug away anything you want to plug in there like uh share your share your your, your uh, page I'm gonna put this picture up on there because I love it I'm gonna be like they got rim recorded with us fuck yeah um, but 
um, we, we got a tight community too, where everyone helps support each other. So that's kind of awesome. And I know we're still a small, small group of people, but, uh, I hope to one day build a big following of just hey, people gotta, who are all word of mouth. Yeah. You guys start somewhere. Man. Yeah. Get your stay young SB gear. Now. Yeah. The picture is impressive. The Ollie is impressive. That's a Dude, high Ollie. Especially so coming off the grass, yeah. coming off the grass and wearing oh. a, a suit. So, mm-hmm. so are you still, are you still doing, um, uh, the photography? Yes. So the photography stuff, like, now that it's on pause, I actually have been kind of busy these past couple of weeks. Um, but because of the name change, I'm going to start uh, having to change things. Yeah. Now, the good thing is this, like, my business is, like, my the name of my business, the LLC, is actually Monjat Photo Art LLC, right? Which Monjat is now my new last name. So that's going to make it easier in that aspect. So, but I'm going to have, I mean, I'm going to have to change, like, probably, like, one job photo art as part of one's end up being, like, everywhere. You know, it's not going to be, like, Tony. Yeah, instead yeah. of, because before it was just Tony Rodriguez photo, and then, obviously, my name's not that anymore. So, so, yeah, so I need to, like, take care of all those things here uh, this week. Um, but, yeah, Whatever no, I'm you... still, I'm still, yeah, I do, like, you know, I've been doing a lot of real estate photography recently, which I'm actually, I, I love doing now. It's a new thing for me, and it's actually quite fun. I've actually done some for uh, the Bart Merrick, Bart, Bart, oh my God, <laughs> Bart Merrick team. Uh, I did a couple of houses, but, you know, in, in general, I've been doing that. But I also still do, uh, you know, my family and, and couples photography or wedding photography. Uh, we were talking about Jim Colbert earlier, Jim, uh, Jimmy, a good, good friend of mine. And I did uh, his, do- his daughter, uh, Got proposed to uh, last week, and I was oh, the yeah. photographer for that. And uh, yeah, and it's just you know, I still do those things. Nice. And um, if you ever like want Tony's take your pictures, don't send them to the beach with your dog. Because <laughs> 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 that, that means, the, yeah. <laughs> if you want that story, listen to Tom and Dan. It's somewhere in one of the seven hundred episodes they have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but um but yeah that's awesome man um eric go ahead and plug plug it plug away man oh plug time so uh yeah it's it's now october so we're getting close to the end of the year my commission list is getting a little full but there's still some room so if you're after some custom art whether it's for you or for a gift for a loved one uh hit me up art of eric pabone.com on facebook art of eric pabone um you know, my wheelhouse is comic book stuff, uh, sci-fi stuff. Uh, now that Halloween's coming up, we got a lot of um, requests for kids in their costumes, but taking their costume to another level. So if your kids dress as Beetlejuice, I can stretch their arms out and make them look all crazy and stuff like that. Kind of cool way to commemorate the year. Um, but yeah, get in now if you need something for the holidays because I'm, I'm running out of room. So com. I will take care of you. Hell yeah. Um, we do have a Facebook group for this this show also. Just surprise me. Go ahead, search it on Facebook. It's uh, fun. Uh, mostly it's people correcting me for shit I fuck up on during the show because I'll say all kinds of things without thinking twice um, <laughs> and then just get corrected constantly, uh, which I'm cool with because I just tell people I don't really care. <laughs> so it works out. Um, but we also do have some Patreon sponsors, and I'm going to go ahead and play a little song for them and, and read out my list of thank yous here. So... As always, you're the best around. Um, 
go through my list here. I'm, I'm not used to doing it by myself. It's kind of odd. But let's give out some love to Mr. Jamie Davis. My man. And Steve Rao from the 60 Cycle Hum Podcast. My man. And don't forget Mr. Jason Fuzzmonger. My man. The best. Um, also, the man from the far north, Andrew Walsh. Get fucked. I got the letter candy drop for him and then from the Tone Jerks podcast Mr. Brian Gower I sound like a 14 year old but my boobs are huge (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's an anime guy so I gotta give him something stupid and then from the Masters of the Cinematic Universe along with me and Mr. Eric Pabone Mr. Doug Christ himself pussy 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 Uh, uh, pussy uh, uh, (laughs) <laughs> um, and that's our Patreon thank yous uh, we all like to have some fun with that one but I am so thrilled with this episode like I, I just want to thank you guys so much for, for doing this to me I know it went longer and later than you thought and I really got to get some really good sour beer for your wife now Eric but, uh, yeah. dude I still but, got like I can go for like another two hours bro Oh you shit! Let's, let's roll. <laughs> but I definitely want to um, get you back on again, Tony. Like when the you know when Will and RJ are here, also because I think like just all of us together are gonna have some fun, man. Mm-hmm. I um, want to talk San Diego stuff. This guy. Oh, dude, RJ. That's all. That's all. Like almost all of our fucking uh, Patreons and people are all from San Diego because all the other podcasts are there. Like Sixty Cycle Hum and the Tone Jerks are all out of San Diego. Dude, I had somebody from San Diego send me a hat of a a, a place over there, a restaurant. It's called D- uh, Dirty Birds. Or Dirty Birds. Oh, nice. So I have this cool hat. This is Dirty Birds. I want to get another one. So I'll, I'll make sure RJ gets it for you because uh, that's where that's where he's living at. Um, he's one of our our regular hosts. I know it's kind of weird, you, like having a guest come in when like only person here is me. But I kind of did that on purpose because I wanted to talk some Tom and Dan, and those two fuckers would have just told me to shut up the whole time. <laughs> so like my they can't do no shit about it now it's a little little uh impossible for them to complain when they're not here um but thank you guys for listening again thank you too for joining me um this has been an awesome show and i hope to do this again soon yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you man. so much for inviting me and inviting us and both of you i'm a big fan of both of you um so yeah man thank you so much Hell yeah. Later, bitch, get fucked! I gave my life on a wish and a 